Stephen and I both read Atomic Habits, and we're going to talk about habits in this episode. Welcome, whole lifers, to the Health Over Everything podcast. I am Stephen Z. And I am SoCal Gula. Today, we're going to be talking about habits. We just read Atomic Habits. Well, I did. You read it a while ago. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about habits because habits is what makes our lives go around. We don't even understand, like realize how habits affect our daily lives and how we just get into habits. And no matter what we do, even if we're thinking about it or not, we're having habits. So habits are just something that's in our lifestyle, no matter what we do. Is that, isn't that correct? Yeah. And pretty much, even if you build a, you know, a new habit or you start doing something different, eventually, you know, it's going to become a, uh, you know, a habit too, whether it's good or bad, you know, yep. habit could make or break you depending on what it is. Yeah. And in the book, Atomic Habits, I kind of like the point where it said, you know, if you do fall off of your, your path, like let's say you're trying to eat well mm-hmm. and you eat a cookie one time, just forgive yourself and go back on it. But once you eat it twice, once you do it twice, that's the beginning of a new habit. And I thought that was a pretty good point too, because habits form without you even knowing it. You're just like, you know what? I've been doing really well. Let me eat a cookie. And then you're like, that's fine. But then the next day you eat another cookie at the same time about as well. So then you're like, you don't even realize you just started a a new habit. And then a third day you might eat a cookie again. And then there you go. Now you're (laughs) on a downward trajectory into bad, another new habit, which is a bad habit. And then your, your health, your, your whole diet plan goes off of that. Yeah, that makes sense too. If you do it once, you know, you can't consider it a habit because it's not a repetitious kind of a thing yet. And that's what builds the habit is the repetition of doing any one thing over and over and over again. You know, you brush your teeth with the same hand every day. I'm sure, you know, you might have your coffee every morning. At some point, it just becomes part of your routine. And it's more of a subconscious thing. It's like I wake up and I have coffee and you might not even question, like, why do I even have coffee? Do I enjoy it? Does it really wake me up or am I just doing it because I've always done it? Yeah. And that's like what the book actually started with was make your habits obvious. So you want to make your habits obvious. You know, you want to just kind of like kind of be aware of your habits and kind of see what you're doing. And when did the habit start? You know, like if you start eating well, because most people are not eating well and we're always everyone's struggling with things like that or maybe going to the gym and stuff like that. And one day you decide like, hey, I want to go to the gym. But just because you went one day doesn't mean nothing. But if you go the second day. Now you're starting a new habit and you got to make those habits obvious, kind of like just figure out what habits you got. What time do I go to bed? You know, how long do I sleep? What do I eat throughout the day? What uh, what are my triggers when I'm eating? Like when I eat something bad, like a donut or something, what's the trigger and stuff like that. So you want to, first thing you want to do when figuring out how to change your habits or what your habits are, is just to make them obvious and try to think about them and become aware about them. Yeah, exactly. I was going to bring that up is you have to be aware of your habits in order to change them, because how can you change an aspect of yourself that is subconscious or that you're not even thinking about? Yes. So what's a I'll start uh, a habit that I'm aware of is I'll eat donuts like I'm trying to, you know, be healthy as I can. And I did really good and got my weight down to 179. And now I'm back up. And I realize my vices are cookies and donuts. And sometimes I'll eat donuts in the morning. And um, why do I do that? Why is that habit there? Like, it's not just one time. It seems like one day we did on a Friday, right? Like we're, I'm going, picking up my workers in the morning. I'm like, oh, let's go get some donuts on this Friday. It's Friday. Fuck it. 
And then yeah. the next thing you know, next Friday rolls around Friday. and I'm doing it again. And they're like, Hey, well, it's Friday. Are we going to get donuts today? And then I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. Yeah. And then, then I eat well all week. Next Friday comes and they're like, Oh, it's Friday again. Let's go <laughs> yeah. get some donuts. And there you now go. Now I'm, in, now I'm in this <laughs> habit. So now I got to be aware of that and be like, okay, how do I fix this? And now I got to tell the guys, Hey, I don't care if it's <laughs> Friday. We're not going to eat no donuts because I am putting my habits of eating healthy on the forefront. So it's just like becoming unaware of what is the trigger and the trigger is, Oh, it's Friday. I want to, you know, help the guys out and have a good Friday, good weekend and just a week day and just in the week. Good. And so I go buy donuts, but that's <laughs> identifying that habit and what kind yeah. of habits do you have that you can identify something like that? You know, it's funny that you say that too. It's almost like you help your employees develop a habit of wanting donuts every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you did it once and now they're like, they're expecting it. Yes. Um, but personally, I know uh, for me, like when I stopped drinking, when I stopped smoking, um, my thing is if I, like I'll use the weed for example, my whole thing is like, if I smoke weed one time, I know back, or I know I kind of fall back into that pattern of wanting to do it every day and then yeah i've just realized that within myself that i can stop and be cool with if you know with not smoking but if i smoke one time it's like i'm back you know what i mean it's the yeah. habit is back i'm going to the store i'm picking up another cart and just for me to stop again is very hard so i know me personally i do not you know if i'm on a certain path I don't want, I don't know if I want to call it like momentum. If I build up a streak of building all these good ha habits and it's like picking up momentum, something like that will stop the momentum and kind of derail me off of the path that I'm on. So that's like one thing. I don't really have anything with like, as far as uh, sweets, I can have like a chocolate bar or something one time. And, you know, the next day I'll be fine not having it. But those other things are more difficult uh, of a challenge for me. Huh. It's interesting. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people have bad habits, like not everyone is in top shape, you know, most people aren't. And, uh, so a lot of people have a lot of bad habits that they don't realize, or they're just comfortable with their lifestyle or whatever. And, um, they're not living the most healthy life. But if you do want to like actually change your life, you got to pretty much start with small habits. And that's what the book talks about as yeah. well. Starting with small habits. And, you know, it says something like every day at eight o'clock or something, or when you come home, do one push up, do one sit up. Yeah. And that just might seem stupid to somebody like, why would I do one push up? But it's just beginning the habit. Like if you just get down on, you come home from work, you do one push up, and that's it. You know? And then the next day you're like, Hey, what's well, oh man, after work, I, I did one push up yesterday. I got to do it again today. And then yeah. eventually you're going to be like, you do that for a week. You're going to be like, why am I doing one push up every day? But you're <laughs> doing that habit and you're going to do more. You're going to do five. Let's do five push ups. And that goes with anything like going, like if you're trying to eat well, you don't, most people are eating. If they're not eating good, you're not eating good at all. So just like start with one good meal a day. Start with that habit. Like, hey, in the morning, I'm going to eat something good instead of AM, PM or some junk food, some sweet cereal or something like that. I'm going to have some Greek yogurt and some oats or something or something better, you know, and just start yeah. with small habits because it's really hard to like just put a big load of new habits on your whole <laughs> yeah. life because that's just too hard. Like, and it takes time because even us, you know, especially me specifically, I've been working on my health for years now and i'm still not where i need to get i still have bad habits but it all started a long time ago like you were saying just 
when I was drinking, I don't drink anymore, but I, I was drinking a lot. I was drinking three, four times a week, five times sometimes. So I just started drinking a little bit less. Instead of four times, I'll drink three times. At three times, I drink two times. And eventually I stopped yeah. drinking. Then I went on the smoking. Let's stop smoking. And then now I don't smoke. And now I'm like, let's go to the gym. And now I started going to the gym. Now I'm pretty consistent at the gym. Now it's like the diet. Right. And so it's like, you got to start small, but as you get these new habits and you get these new neural pathways in your mind and you're, you get set up to these new habits, boom, now you eventually conquer one and then you go to the next one, you conquer the next one and you go to the next one. Because like as they say, we're a creature of habits. And yep. even my dog is a creature of habit. Like we're all creatures of habits. Like <laughs> if you notice what my dog does, he'll do the same thing. Like I'm in the shower, he'll sit right next to me. And as soon as I turn <laughs> off the water, he'll get up and walk out. Like and I was listening, looking at that and I laughed. I'm like, that's a habit that he's doing. Why does he yeah. do that? Like I turn off the water and he's just like, okay, let me walk out. Why does he do that? I don't know. But it's my just happened that you get in. And obviously a dog doesn't have the brain power to sit there and think like let me try to change this habit but we do so <laughs> yeah make that habit obvious it. and start small and eventually they become big and your whole life changes yeah i remember when you were uh, actually cutting back on your drinking you had a calendar in every day that you did drink you would mark you would mark it make a note yeah. a drink on this day and all you were trying to do is like if this month i drink 15 times all right next month let's just do 14 yep. and then 13 or, yeah. or, you know, however you wanted to adjust that number. But the point is you were drinking less and less as you progressed, which yep. helped, you you know, develop that habit of not drinking so much. And I think uh, for me, that was one of the big uh, takeaways in the book is, you know, 1% better every day mm -hmm. is better than not moving at all. Yes. I love that part. Yeah. And um, I like another fact that you brought up about. Um, is. Uh, about the habits, man. Well, one percent better. He was saying something like, "If you get one percent better per day, it ends up like I forgot what he said. Seventeen times better at the end of the year, or something like that." Thirty, thirty-seven, I think. Thirty-seven, yeah, thirty-seven okay, yeah. better. But you become thirty-seven times a bit better if you just make one percent better per day, and like you don't notice. You know, I just got a little bit better today. You don't really mm -hmm. notice it at all. You know, like yeah. when you go to the gym and you just do six reps instead of five. You don't notice that. And then you just, after a month or so, you start doing seven and eight reps, nine reps. You don't notice that you're getting better. But after, if you look at a picture in January and look at it in, in December, you will notice the yeah, change. Exactly. So, but it also said something about if you don't do it, you, it all results, results down to zero. So you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So the you bar is not moving zero. at all. Well, nope. I was going to say too, is uh, I like the fact that uh, it brings up not overwhelming your plate because I, I've done that so many times where it's like, you know, you want to make these adjustments in your life. You know, I want to eat better. I want to exercise. I'm going to wake up early and meditate. Then I'm going to cold plunge. Then I'm going to work out. <laughs> yep. I'm going to meal prep. And when you are not used to doing all those things, it's so overwhelming that you stress yourself out and then you fall off because you're like, I can't I can't do all this. It's too yeah. much. So if you just did one small thing by, you know, today I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier and do that for the whole week. And then eventually after you get that habit dialed in, you don't really have to think about it anymore. And then you can add another one slowly. All right. Now I'm waking up early. Let's meditate for a minute and then, you know, increase that time over time. And eventually you know, you're going to start what the book refers to as habit stacking. Yes, habit stacking. Either stacking good habits or you're going to be stacking bad habits. But 
the goal is to, you know, try to increase those good habits, of course. Yeah, the habit stacking is awesome too because he does bring that up and it's a pretty big point in the book. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're saying, like, okay, if I want to sleep seven hours instead of six, that's a habit kind of thing. Like, you know, like basically that's going to mean like going to bed and an yeah. hour earlier instead of getting going to bed at 11 o'clock at night, you're going to bed at 10 o'clock at night. And then, okay, now you're like, okay, I'm going to go to bed uh an hour earlier and i'm also gonna wake up and eat uh some fruit instead of a a sugary um cereal or something or some egos some syrup and all that you know some pancakes so that's the habit stacking or saying like most people some people don't might not brush or um floss their teeth so you say Mm -hmm. to yourself every time i brush my teeth that's a habit i do that already that's a habit i'm gonna Mm -hmm. floss and then that's habit stacking you know so you want to stack a habit that you already have with a new habit. So another example of that would be something like, you know, when I come home, I'm going to go to the gym, but when I go to the gym, I'm going to listen to a podcast as well. So now you're habit stacking, you know, you're not just going to the gym. You're going to go listen to a podcast as well. So now you're doing two habits. Now it's like, okay, I listen to podcasts when I'm at the gym. Now you're educating yourself with the podcast and you're going to the gym. So now you're habit stacking. So try to habit stack. That's a big thing in the book as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really good idea too, is to kind of pair a new habit with a already existing one. It just seems like a no brainer that, you know, obviously you brush your teeth. If you're a type of person who doesn't floss, you start just practicing that damn habit. Every time I brush my teeth, I floss. And then you don't even think about it at a certain point. Yeah. And then he also talks about on the book, uh, making your habits attractive, kind of like pair them up with things that you have, you know, that you kind of like. So let's say you love watching Fox news, you know, you love watching political stuff. Well, buy a treadmill or something, you know, do some sit-ups while doing it. So now you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm going to watch Fox news or MSNBC when I do sit-ups, like if I watch it, I have to do some exercise. So now you're making it more attractive. Like it's not just like, Oh, I'm just have to do sit-ups. Now you're doing it with something that you like, you know, if you don't like running, but you love the outdoors, you love, you know, say like, I'm going to go in the outdoors and run because I love the outdoors. So you're kind of brainwashing yourself to make it attractive. You know, um, I love, I love how it looks outside. It's a beautiful day. I love beautiful days. You know, I love the mornings. So I'm going to go walk. And instead of just going out there and looking at the beautiful day, be like, I'm going to walk when it's a beautiful day. So you're trying to make these habits with something attractive. And I don't know what other examples you give, but that's a good one. Um, I was going to do like the opposite of that, where he also says to make your bad habits unattractive. Okay. And I don't know if he says this in a book. It's been a while since I've so. read it, but I've heard something that like you put a rubber band around your waist and every time you smoke a cigarette, boom, you snap that band. Huh. So the smoking of the cigarette is associated with pain. Yes. So you do that enough to you're like, well, what the hell am I even doing? I don't, this doesn't feel good. Why am I even smoking? So that was like the the flip flop of it. Instead of you know pairing yeah. it with a good thing, pair your bad habits with something that you don't like. Yeah, that's a great point too. That Shots you know up. that could help you break those bad habits. Which you know, I I don't know. I would say breaking a bad habit is probably harder than starting a new habit. Yeah, because they're so ingrained in you, and it takes so much energy to. Well, first off, you got to analyze yourself and realize you even have the bad habit. And then after that point, it's to disrupt that routine, that pattern that you have 
which can be uncomfortable because you're that's your comfort zone. This is what you're used to. If you wake up every morning and you have a cup of coffee and one day you don't have it, you might say like, oh, man, uh, my brain isn't as sharp as it is because I didn't have that cup of coffee. You know, you'll logically think of uh, ways to make your habits, you know, sound good. Like, well, I, I missed that cup of coffee. This is why I'm tired. This is why I'm sluggish. And the excuses will just start to build up in, as well. Yeah. And then also too, like, you know, obviously we know it's bad and good for our bodies and stuff like that, but you got to just identify as everything is just a habit, bad habits, like smoking a cigarette is just a habit, just as like, um, working out, but just one's a lot easier, you know, one's a lot easier to do because all you gotta do is pull it out, light it up and start smoking. The other one, you have to actually put on some gym clothes, go in there and start doing some resistance. And, you know, so, but you just got to identify all these things are just habits, you know, to fix your habits, you just gotta, you know, just realize that they are habits. It does seem like too the the bad habits are always or I'm not going to say always I don't like to speak in indefinites but a lot of the times the bad habits are the easy things to do. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to, easy to go to the cupboard and just open up a bag of chips and just start indulging in them but yeah. to go to the gym or to wake up early and go for a run like not everyone wants to do that. I don't want to wake up at four in the morning and go running, but in order to build a good habit, like those are the things you need to do, especially the good ones. All the good things in life, I feel like require some amount of effort to attain them. Yeah. Especially the good, like eating a cookie is so easy to do, but the dopamines (laughs) in your brain don't help either. They're just like, yeah, this is so good. Keep doing it. (laughs) It's like a mental thing as well. chemically. Yeah, Um, It's funny though, like the power of your mind to kind of get what it wants. Like, you yeah. know, you could be sleeping or whatever. And then you wake up your first thing. It was like, Oh, I want a cookie. And you're like, well, why am I even having this thought right now? It's like your brain likes to play all these tricks on you. Yeah. It does a very good job at like persuading you to, to get what it wants. Like, and I I've always related that. Like when I was doing my cold plunge, like my mind would run so many excuses by my brain. Like, no, nah, you could do it later. Do it after work. Um, you know, you could skip a day like and it's all very logical in that moment. Like and especially when you're all cuddled up in your bed, it's all nice and yeah. warm. <laughs> Why am I waking up early and going in this 40 degree water again? Like, yeah. no, that doesn't feel good. I don't you know. Want to it, do that. <laughs> it talks about that in the book, too, saying like when you do something, a habit like today, it's <laughs> benefiting you as today. So like and or in that current moment. But when you do something that's good for you in the long run. Like, yeah, it's been, it's not benefiting you now, but it's going to benefit your future. So like when you're not trying to get out of bed in the morning, yeah, it's benefiting you right now because you're like, (laughs) I want more sleep, but you know, by kind of, or just being lazy and just chilling, but you know, by getting up and going into the gym or doing something productive, that's going to benefit your future. Same thing with like spending money. You know, if you're going to go spend money now, you know, that benefits you right now. You get that dopamine hit, you get that pleasure right now because you spent that money. But by putting it away and saving it instead of spending it, now you benefit into your future self. Now your mm-hmm. the future self is going to have more financial freedom. It's going to have more compounding interest and stuff. So, but you don't feel that right now. So you in your mind, you're like, yes, I want this in the future. I want myself to be wealthy or healthy in the future. But right now I want this. And it talks about that in the book. And it's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. That's why I think working out is such like an important thing that everyone should have in their life. It's, I don't care if you don't want to yeah. live. Ways, go for an exercise or go for a walk, go for a hike, like find some sort of physical thing that gets your body moving that you enjoy doing. Yeah. And then in the book, I wanted to talk to it. It also talks about the two minute rule. So there's a thing like 
a lot of people want and they want to start a new habit. It's kind of too hard, you know, but it doesn't mean you have to go to the gym for two hours. You know, if you want to start journaling, you don't have to go journal a whole two pages. You know, if you want to go start writing a book, you don't have to write a whole entire book in one day. So the two minute rule was just saying, if you want to journal, just write for two minutes, every new habit that you want to start when you first start it every day, do it for two minutes. Journal because you don't want it to be too hard where it's like, man, this is annoying. This is too hard. I don't like doing yeah. this shit. So when you want to start journaling, pull out your journal, write, set a timer or look at the clock and be two minutes. So it's 850. Boom. Start writing at 852. Done. No matter how no, how far you got, no matter what you did, stop and be like, OK, that's it. The next day, do the same thing. And it also goes with if you're trying to write a book, try to just write it out for two minutes and then stop. If you want to read a book and you want to start reading as a new habit. Just get a book and read for two minutes. Anybody could read for two minutes. That doesn't take that much time of your day. It's not like, man, I'm going to read a book and I want to read a whole paragraph, a whole chapter today. It's going to take me 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour. Just read for two minutes and then put the book away. You, That means you read a book today. You started you start a new habit and you do it the next day for two minutes. If you want to do uh, some working out, you don't have to go to the gym. You could just sit there and you know do some jumping jacks for two minutes or um, do some push-ups for two minutes or just work out for two minutes and then stop. That's And then do that every day. And eventually you'll want to build it up more. But just to get the new habit started, he says, the two-minute rule on any habit you want to start. So that's a good point to start a new habit if you're looking to start new, better habits as well. Just do the two-minute rule. Nice. So I want to ask you a question. So since you have just read the book, is there any specific like techniques you're going to use to kind of implement any new good habits into your routine? Yes, yeah, so that's true. Cause like my, I'm actually doing a lot pretty, you know, I've been doing pretty good recently, like with everything, but I think I did fall off on my eating habits. So mm-hmm. I, I am implementing it already. I'm starting to, you know, just make it obvious. Like, Hey, this is obvious now. Like I'm getting the donuts at this time. I'm getting uh, like the crumble cookie. Like, like, why am I getting the crumble cookie? Like, what is the triggers? It talks mm-hmm. about triggers a lot. So, you know, maybe I should just wait two minutes and, you know, like figure out, how to stop, you know, when I have that, you know, you got to identify your triggers. It talks a lot about that. So yeah. like, that's my main thing I've been doing, just identifying the triggers of why am I getting this crumble cookie? Why am I getting these donuts? Because <laughs> those are my two kind of things. Like, and it's kind of like, I overeat a little bit too. Even like yesterday, like I didn't eat that bad. I did have, uh, what did I eat bad? I just, I didn't really eat bad yesterday. Yeah. So I didn't have no sugar or anything like that, but I just over ate, ate, you know, like I uh, ate right. my normal food that I had prepared for me and I meal prepped, but then I went and then, you know, I kind of noticed too a, a trigger because yesterday there was a helicopter flying over my house and it just kept, mm-hmm. there was some incident going on. It was flying for like three hours right above my house in circles over and over again. And I started getting really fucking aggravated and really pissed off about it. I'm just like, Oh my God, it's so annoying. And then <laughs> even though I just ate a peanut butter jelly sandwich and had some pistachios and uh, some of my, my, grass-fed beef i ate for dinner Mm -hmm. that's what i ate just a little bit of grass-fed beef a peanut butter jelly and some pistachios i was done i'm like i'm not eating anymore that shit annoyed the fuck out of me and then like i was so annoyed i just like went out there and just ate another sandwich and ate some more pistachios (laughs) i'm thinking like that's a trigger like why am i doing that so i just that's what i got from the book it's kind of like just identifying the triggers so next time when something's pissed off i gotta be like identify that and be like okay let's maybe meditate or something else and try to figure out how to get past that habit of when I'm annoyed kind of eating again over like stress eating. (laughs) Yeah. It almost seems like you're so mad that, you know, you don't want to be mad. So you're like, let me distract myself from what's making me mad by eating. 
we all have those little things. Uh, a big one that I used to have when uh, I was drinking was it was either Friday, Friday nights. I don't know if you want to consider that like a trigger because it's just another day in a week. But I knew that the weekend is coming and Friday I would already be anticipating. All right, I'm going to stop off. Uh, what? When I get off of work, I'm going to stop by the liquor store. I'm going to pick up a drink so I can, you know, start the weekend, take the edge off. Uh, I feel a little bit stressed out for the week. So I'm going to do this to kind of escape or. Yeah, that's probably the best word I could use escape my little stressful situation. And kind of like you said, too, um, those moments of stress, I think, kind of bring out those bad habits, too, because if you're yes, like, definitely. man, I've had such a long day. I know it's only a Monday, but I'm work was so crazy today. Like, I need a drink. Um, and those are kind of like triggers where, you know, when I stop drinking, I'd have to figure out different ways to kind of deal with my stress, whether it be, you know, going for a walk, running, lifting yeah. weight. There's just, you have to you run. You don't run. I don't I hate running. <laughs> I need to start. I have a, a little stationary bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's basically the same. You yeah. can't see endorphins. Um, yeah. That, that kind of brings me to what he talks about in the book about um, habit shaping he talks a lot about environment and that's kind of a thing that I learned from the book too, that I need to learn because it's like, okay, you want to shape your environment. That's what he talks big, a lot about in the book. And it's kind of oh, like yeah. that, you know, I'm annoyed. That's my environment. And why am I getting annoyed? Maybe I should shape my environment by putting the earplugs in and just doing something else. So I wouldn't get that stress eating, but shaping your environment is just what he talks about in that book is just so important because a lot of people don't understand like a lot of their habits and a lot of what they are and what they do is because of their environment. We are packed animals. They said in the book, like we would rather be wrong with the group than right by ourselves with yeah. uh, against the group because the whole group could go against you. And it's just something as a survival technique throughout history or because just how we are as pack animals. And they had like a, an experiment where they said, they had these people going in there, go in there with regular people. Some of them were part of the experiment and they would say like, what long, what lines, they would draw some lines on a piece of paper um, say, what lines are the same, the same length. Yeah. And most people would be like, Hey, A and B are the same length. And everyone's like, okay, A and B is same length. That's obvious. We're all looking at it with our eyes. Yeah. And then the people started saying like the wrong ones, like A and C are the, the, the same length when they weren't. And then the person would look at him like, what an idiot. Like that, that's obviously not right. And then the next person would be like A and C. And then yeah. the next person would be like, obviously A and C are the same length. And then they start thinking like, what the heck? Like, why is everyone saying A and C? Like, am I, I don't want to be, so then they will sit there and, and yeah, and they will say A and C as well, even though they know it's A and B. So it's just yeah. crazy, like what we do as an environment and how it affects us. And that is really true too, because you know, like I moved out of my hometown, Fontana, you know, 2018, because mm -hmm. I knew like I wanted to change my life and I had to get out of that environment. And you are a victim of your environment. And like a lot of people know that if you hang around crime, you're most likely going to be the next criminal. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're hanging around the mobsters, you're going to be a mobster. You know, like you're, if, if your friends are smoking, you're going to probably smoke as well. So yep. I have people ask me, like, how do I stop smoking weed? And then the first thing I tell them is get away from everybody and anything that smokes weed. Like you just got to even if you have to move, you really want to sm stop smoking weed. Get away from any bad you want it. Don't hang around somebody that smokes weed because they're going to be like, well, it's good for you. Just hit it again. You're going to get those triggers. So your environment is very important in your habits. So that's another thing you got to learn as well. Like if you start like me and you, we hang out and we talk and we like share our health experience. So now I see you going, I want to be part of that group. And now I start doing it. 
And mm-hmm. then we start both sharing our stuff and whoever listens to us, they start doing it. They're like, Hey, I want to be part of that group. I, I want to be, you know, I'm in their environment. If you follow both of us on social media, you're going to see us posting about it all the time. So it's going to get in your head and you might go out there and do a, a new habit of working out. So your environment yeah. is very huge. So to start habit shaping, as he calls it, is number one is just kind of look at your environment and everyone you're around and who you're around and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you're trying to stop being stressed out or whatever, fix your environment. Maybe a dirty room makes you stressed out, clean that room. So then that now your environment is less stressful kind of thing. But it's a bunch of things like that. But your environment is a huge impact about why people have the habits they do. Yeah, I think your environment, you know, you brought up like a cluttered room. I think that kind of affects your brain too. In my mind, it's like if you have a cluttered house, you have a cluttered mind because you're probably thinking about like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to pick all the shit up so I can vacuum and then I need to clean the mirrors and clean everything up. But if you just get up and do all that shit and then you don't have to think about it anymore, get it like get it out of your brain. Um, Another thing I wanted to add about the the habit shaping is part of it could be what you have in your environment, like take out all the bad foods. If you know you love eating cookies at certain times or whatever, you know, remove those things from your life so you can't Mm -hmm. do it. So if you want that cookie, it's like that bad. You have to get up, go to the damn store, go buy it just for the cookie. And that might be like too much work. You know what? The cookie sounds good. If it was here right now, I would definitely eat half of the damn bag. But since I have to go to the store and do all these extra steps, like "Eh, I'm I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So that could be another thing that you do to kind of help you help deter you from uh, um, sticking to those bad habits. Dude, it's so true. And it says that in the book too, saying like you're more humans are much more likely to do things that are easier, less resistance. He's saying like, if you're going to work and that gym is on the way to work or on the way home from work, you're more likely to do it. Like you're coming off, yeah. you're on the way to work. It's right there. All I gotta do is stop off. But if it's on the other side of town, you're more likely not to do it because now you got to get off work and go across town the other way. <laughs> yeah. So you're more, more likely not to do it. And the same thing, like you were saying, like, my roommate, she'll have, she has kids and stuff. So she'll have like candy and the, and the coffee table. And when I walk by, I'll see it. I'm like, Oh, let me grab a little, um, um, hey, Skittles Aaron. right here. And if it wasn't there, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have ate no sugar that whole entire day, yeah. but that's right there. So easy, so accessible. I'm walking right by it. It looks good. Boom. Grab it. And there I go. I ruined, I have a habit of doing that now. So that's Damn. shaping your environment as well. Like you got to shape your environment, but everyone says that if you don't want to eat junk food, don't have it in your house. Don't buy it. Don't bring it in because you're not going to, it's going to be so hard to resist it. Yeah. It's funny those bad habits, how, uh, how ingrained they get in us and how like subconscious they get to where you don't even think about it after a certain point. It's almost like driving at, you know, when you first start driving, it's, it's hard. You're paying attention to everything you're looking, you, you have to like, how much pressure am I putting on the pedal? When should I uh, do the, the clutch, all this, yeah. that, and the other thing. But after you've been doing it for a while, it's you don't think about it. You know, you can have a conversation, you know, you could be driving and kind of zone out and be like, shit, I'm driving. Like, I don't even feel like I was paying attention right now. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like you zone out. You're, it's so subconscious. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our decisions are subconscious. Like, we don't even realize that. That's why we're giving all these tips from the book, Atomic Habits and what we learned, because a lot of shit is subconscious. So you kind of kind of like sub, you got to consciously set up yourself in your situation, in your environment, everything. So you could subconsciously do the right things. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. And uh, another thing he's talking about is just like the habit contract. Basically that was just set up like 
try to note, uh, see what habits you want, what habits you don't want, write it in there and then write it down and write a contract to yourself and sign it. So you're saying like, I don't want to, I'm not going to bring junk food into the house anymore. I'm going to um, get a gym that's on the way to work, not one that's farther away. And then, you know, you just kind of like write out what you're going to do and sign the contract so you can like have it written down. He wrote that as well. That's pretty kind of a good tip. Make a little habit contract. Yeah, you don't want to be freaking, uh, you want to be your own best friend. It's like you'll wake up early and do all this shit for your employer, but you won't do those same things for yourself. It's like, oh, it's too much or yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Like, but you'll do it for someone, you know, to help them make money. But yeah. obviously you're getting paid too, but you're helping them run the company. <laughs> you need to have that kind of same urgency, I think, with yourself. It's like, I don't know why I feel like we kind of put ourselves on the, the back burner at times, especially with like with our health. Um, it's so much easier to to not eat good. It's so much easier to not work out. It's so much easier to just stay up late and binge binge watch Netflix. So, but those things, you know, they don't benefit you. So in order to change those, you got to start small. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Develop those good habits. Yeah, he, was, he also said that too. It's like a lot easier just to sit there and watch the Netflix than to get up, get the channel changer and turn it off. So he was saying something about like, hey, make it hard to do too. Like if you're going to watch TV uh, at night for a long time, um, take the mm -hmm. batteries out of the controller and unplug the TV. So oh, now yeah. you plug it in and put it in, put the batteries back in or even <laughs> really hardcore, take the TV out of the room and then have to put it back in. So then it's like, okay, now I got to watch my show. But then when you're yeah. doing it, like I'm going to do something as well. Like I'm going to do some curls or something while I'm doing it. Yeah, that'd be funny. That's actually a good idea too. I forgot about that in the book where, you know, you could wake up in the morning or at some point in the day, if you know, like at TV or at night, I watch too much TV. So before, when I get off work, I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna take the battery out of the remote, maybe hide, not hide, but you know, put one battery someplace, the other battery somewhere else. So if you wanna, when you're in bed, you wanna watch the TV, you're like, oh, do I wanna get up and get both those fucking batteries just to put them in, just to watch TV? You're like, I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> Imagine putting like your cereal, your sugary cereal outside and like uh, <laughs> out back somewhere. Like you find like a, one of those yellow boxes and stuff, put it outside way in the back as far as you can get and be like, I have to get outside in the cold, go way out there, open that thing, get the cereal. And then when I'm done with it, I have to go put it back. Yeah. Then I'll just eat the apple that's right here that I set out. It's a lot easier. <laughs> so I just make about it's just trying to make your ha good habits easier is the main thing. Like, yeah. Um, I can't remember if he talked about this in the book, but it was like a, to eat more healthier, to put the things that are more healthy in the front of the fridge. Because honestly, I'll buy like healthy stuff sometimes and it'll somehow make it to the back of the refrigerator yeah. and like strawberries or something. And then <laughs> right? you know when I finally come across them, they're all freaking moldy and shit. So it's like the things that- Such a you waste. Know, you, what happened? Such a waste. <laughs> yeah. I've done that so many times. Me too. Uh, you know what else I used to do is uh, I would actually buy healthy foods and like, all right, this is the week that I start eating good to buy a bunch of avocados, a bunch of fruit and stuff. And then all the avocados would go bad. But it was like for me, I was actually telling my fiance this yesterday. It was almost like a, a trick I was trying to play on myself to get me to eat healthy. Like you have the shit there, eat it. But I know for whatever reason with me, it didn't work until, you know, now that I'm on, uh, you know, I'm tracking all my my calories and shit i'm eating better now everything gets eaten because i'm more like you know and i like to switch up like what i eat i want to have strawberries every day maybe i'll have strawberries one day blueberries the next and try to switch it up so i 
I don't waste any more food. Everything gets eaten. It's kind of my routine is actually pretty good now. All the meat gets eaten, the fruits. Yeah, me too. I try to eat like I don't want to waste money as well. So I'm like, I'm trying to eat every single <laughs> yeah. thing. Like I have what I have in my 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 food out there right now. And I'm like, I ain't going back shopping till I eat all this. Even if I <laughs> make a mistake and go to Panera Bread like I did yesterday, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I went to Panera Bread once, but I'm, when I get home, I'm still going to eat that food. I'm not going to, you know, buy any other food. You know, like another point that I thought I thought was really good in that book was when he was saying that like how one habit can lead to multiple different habits. And what he was saying about that is like as an example, saying like, okay, if you go to a steak restaurant, mm-hmm. now that was your decision to go to the steak restaurant. Now you cannot eat sushi because they don't have sushi. So now you only have so many, you can only have so many options. So yeah. once you make that one decision, you only have so many options. If you go to a steak restaurant, you're not going to be able to eat sushi because mm-hmm. so now you're limited to a certain amount of habits after that. So it's like once you make a decision on one habit, then the rest of the habits kind of line up. So what he was saying is like, okay, when his wife comes home at five o'clock, he has two options. They have two options. They're either going to chill, hang out and watch a movie and relax, or they're going to go to the gym. And it all depended on the one habit of just putting on his gym clothes. So it's like, as when she got home, if he put on his gym clothes on, he already knew now he was going to go to the gym. So that one habit's like, okay, I have my gym clothes on. We're not going to go lay down now. And it's like kind of like something as simple as that to try to think of like what one habit you can do that's going to set up the next habit. It's like the hardest point apart. They always say sometimes like the hardest part is just getting to the gym. So that might just be like, hey, just put on the gym clothes. It's like, okay, now I have my gym clothes on. I'm going to go to the gym. And now once you go to the gym, even though you don't want to, you're there. So now you end up working out. You're like, I'm just going to do a little bit. And you're like, I'm just going to do a few. But now you're doing a few. You're like, I already did a few. Let's do another workout. I might as well. I'm already here. So it's like just those one little decisions in the beginning can lead to the rest of the decisions as well. So be aware of that as well, because that's a good point. Yeah, and then it lets the wifey know if she comes home, she sees you ready to go. That's going to motivate her like, oh, my husband, he's ready to hit the gym. Like, let me go change yep. and do all this. Like, I I had that habit, too. I knew uh, back in the day when I was going to the gym that if I had like most of the, the days I would get off of work and just go to the, the gym straight after. And the days I didn't where I had an excuse like to go home for something, uh, to drop a deuce or yeah. get food or, or whatever it is. Those days that I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home first, do some shit, and then I'm going to go to the gym after. Those days, I never went to the gym. It's yep, like I found that that was yeah. my thing. Like if, if I, I like to get all my shit done, even like um, with other habits, just like doing shit around the house. Like if I... I feel like if I get into like a chill mode, like a relaxing mode, yeah. like all of my uh, errands, all of my shit that I'm supposed to do kind of get put on the back burner. So yeah. I know myself that like, if you want to get certain things done, just get up and fucking do them. Because if you wait and you start chilling, like yesterday we went shopping um, at uh, Target, yeah. but we needed to go grocery shopping too. So as soon as we got back from there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Stater Brothers because if I don't, it's going to be one of those things like, all right, I'm going to go tomorrow. Now it's taking up time out of this day when I was planning on doing it yesterday. And now, and then, you know, I would have to prep my food today. So it's like all these little things start to add up where I know myself. So I'm like, let's just go to Stater Brothers. You need to cook, prep your meals for the week. And if you don't do it, you're going to be gone most of the time Sunday. So do the damn thing. No excuses. Cut the bullshit out and just get it done. Yes, sir. Another thing he was talking about is habit tracking. And I know you track is like your food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, 
even something like a tracking your food, like he said, even if it's annoying, you don't want to do it, track it for two weeks just so you could see like where you're at. Even if you don't like doing it, at least do it once. A lot of people yeah. don't do it at all ever. Like track. I always say one of my favorite sayings is if it's important, track it. Right. So yeah. like you were saying earlier, I was track tracking everything too. Yeah, I was tracking my drinking. You know, when I was drinking, I was drinking 15 times a month, which is pretty much every other day. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, I put it out down. Okay. I, I drank today, drank today. And then the next month I was, I have to drink 14. And the next month I would have to drink 13 and I had to drink 12, but I was tracking it. And I knew like, and it, once you track, you kind of see, and like some things yeah. are automatic, like my gym, my gym app, I go and just, you know, I scan my little barcode thing to get into my gym and it puts on the calendar. So like today is February. It has, it'll show how many times you've been to the gym It just highlights it. And that's just a, a tracking right there. That's a habit tracking. So now I can see like, if I only went to the gym twice this month, next month I could see that and see that was a pretty pathetic attempt. I didn't do any, that's not a habit. I did it twice. But yeah. if I went 15, 20 times, then I know I'm on, on track. So you want to track your habits. So I track, you know, like a lot of things, you know, but I track when I go to the gym, I track how many pushups I do, how many, um, throughout the year, how many miles I run, you know, I, I try to track my food. That's what I probably need to do more and track mm -hmm. even just like I eat healthy today. That's what like, it doesn't have to be tracking every single meal and every calorie. You don't have to do that. Some people do it like you do Steven, but mm -hmm. you could just track like, did I eat my diet today? If my diet is going to be three meals that are healthy meals and that's my diet, that's my plan. If I did that right on the calendar, it's some sort of like a dot, a check. I did it that day. And then if you didn't do it the next day, if you ate three good meals, exactly like you did, and you ate one bad meal, maybe instead of an X, you put a line, you know, yeah. and if you just ate totally horrible, you just put like, you didn't do nothing so that you, or something, you know, so Scratch it's like, shit yeah, out. you either did it pretty good, you know, really horrible or good, you know, or something and it track. And so now, you know, by the end of the 30 days, okay, I ate really good 15 days. I didn't eat quite like I did. I'm halfway good, you know, 10 days. And then, then the other days I ate bad, you know, so then you try to better that for the next month. So habit yeah. tracking is definitely a very good hack that you could use in order to just see where you're at and see how you're doing with your habits, because your habits are what you do and what you are. And if you're not seeing progress, it's most likely because you're not tracking it and you're not seeing what you're doing. You're just thinking because anyone could look back on the month before and be like, yeah, last month I ate pretty good. But did you really mm -hmm. do you? How do you know? Yeah, do you have a track. Exactly. Yeah, I like the fact that uh, you brought that up, too, because let's just say with the drinking thing, besides like the visual aspect of it, because if you if you didn't track how many times you're drinking in, in the, that month, you might not even know, like uh, it could have been 20. It could have yeah. been 12. I don't know. It gives you a uh, ability to visual visualize it and to measure it, too. So I think by tracking it, you can say, all right, this month. All right, fifth. I drank fifteen days. All right, let's go for fourteenth. But if you didn't do that first initial thing of tracking it, you would have no idea where you at, where you're at, what you need to do, what mm -hmm. you need to do to get better by the next month. So those little things, besides the visual cue, will kind of help you. But yeah. it's like you know, for me with my, I I like to track my food just because I don't know. I like to know what I'm doing. I don't want to feel like I'm spinning my wheels and like maybe I ate more calories than I thought yesterday because I wasn't weighing it. I was just eyeballing it. And I'm not saying, you know, everyone needs to weigh their food because it's so tedious. And I understand why that's very unappealing to, you know, probably 99% yeah. of the world. But 
for me personally, I like to know that I'm not wasting my time. I don't want to have to think, oh, oh man, my scale weight went up. Like, is it because, you know, I woke up earlier or is it because, you know, I, I drank too much water at the end of my day. So it's kind of holding on more water weight when I wake up. Is it because I had too much carbs? Because yeah. for me, when I have carbs, like it, especially like when we did those long heights, we were carboned up like crazy. And my weight, boom, shot through the roof. But yeah. then after like, you know, three, four days, it goes back down to normal. But mm -hmm. if I didn't know what I was consuming, I could be thinking it's anything like, oh, maybe it's too much calories. Maybe, you know, it's this, that and the other thing. And then you get confused, you get lost, you get discouraged. So it's just by tracking those little things help give me a peace of mind. And then, you know, I think that'll help other people as well. Yep. And you know what? It's February 11th today. It's halfway through the month. You could still track today. You don't have to wait till the next month. Just don't even forget about the first half. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm going to print out this month's um, calendar online. They have calendars for the month. Mm -hmm. Just print it out. You don't need to go to the store. You don't need to go to Amazon and buy a calendar. You can do it right now. You get the one big calendar. Yeah, you can get it printed out. And now I'm going to track the days that I eat good because that's one of my biggest hurdles I'm trying to get over. I can do pretty much anything, but the, the biggest mm -hmm. hurdle is the food. So I'm going to track the days I eat good, days I don't eat good. And I'm going to track that from now on. So that's a good point. And in this podcast, I thought of that book and we're going to get it done because, you know, like I want to yeah. see some results. Motherfucker. <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, I track my workouts too. That's another thing, you know, yeah. I've even been. when I was going to the gym, I would still like, I bring my notepad with me because I want to know that I'm progressing in my lifts. Like if I'm do that able, at the gym too. if I'm able to bench press 200 pounds one week, and then next week I come in and 180 is heavy. I'm going to start thinking like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But, you know, I would always try to do a little bit better. Either I'm increasing the weight and it, you don't have to increase it by a crazy amount. Just like two and a half pounds on each side or even two and a half pounds. Wait, I'm trying to think if they even make. No, it'd be like a five pound total. Okay. So I'm benching 200 pounds one week and I hit all of my reps that I want to do. Um, next week, I would increase it by five. So usually, you know, when you increase the weight, the amount of reps you can do will tend to dial down a little bit. Yeah. But once I'm able to hit the weight and once I'm able to get to a certain rep that I want, then the weight increases again. And it's a gradual progression. So, perfect. Like, you know, but if you're not tracking, then you don't know. I think, you know, weights might be a little bit more obvious, but, you know, you might get confused like, oh, did I lift 190 last week or was it 200? I think it was this. And then, you know, then you're just guessing again and you don't really know. Exactly. So as I say, keep this phrase in your head. If it's important, track it. If you're not tracking your workouts, if you're not tracking your diet, you're not tracking what you're doing, it's just not important to you. So mm -hmm. don't go with no bullshit saying my health is important to me if you're not tracking it. Because to me, it's not. It's not important to you. So it's either yeah. like there's a phrase I seen on the marathon I ran last week says there is no try. There's only there is only do or there's you don't you either do or you don't. There is no try. So, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda, because someone I think someone <laughs> said something like that. Do or do not. There I, is no try. Yeah, there is I don't no know try. how he talks. But uh not Star Wars <laughs> geek like you guys know. But um oh shit, I probably lost followers because I said Star Wars is bad. Now. But uh yeah. So. I, I used to say that too. I mean, I think I used to tell you that like you would say something like, I'm gonna try to yeah. be better. You don't say try like don't try. You either do that shit or don't do it. There's you never no say try around Steven. He's going to call your ass out. <laughs> do it me. or do not. There's no fucking trying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try to start eating better. 
So you're not yeah. going to eat better. You're just going to try it. <laughs> you're already you're already starting off by giving yourself a way out. It's almost like that saying when people talk about burning the boats. Like if you want to do something, do not give yourself a way out because if you know yeah. there's a way out, you know, you'll take it. You know, you'll break. But if you burn the boats and you have to go and you either win this fight or you die, you're probably going to have a lot higher probability of winning the war. Yeah. Or at least trying more because you know like, oh man, we're losing Let's go back to the boats we're out. You know, we lost yeah. some and I ain't dying. Nope. But if you know your life's on the line, you know, that's a big motivator to get yeah. shit done. <laughs> You're either going to eat healthy, Stephen, or I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> so now you have to do it because I'm going to get your family. You, will be even, you know, you can even think <laughs> by not eating healthy, you're killing yourself to a certain degree. You know what I mean? You're shaving yeah. years off your life. That's true. Um, another thing is a habit reflection and, you know, that's just reflecting on your habits. You know, like we talked about that, just kind of like being aware, reflecting, like we're saying, like with tracking, with being aware, you're just going to reflect on, you know, try to reflect on your habits and see regularly what you're doing and where you're at. And that's just, you know, could be like just taking a moment every, every Sunday, like Sunday morning, just dedicate 20 minutes to just reflecting on your habits, what you're doing, how you could do them better. And that could be it. That's a habit in itself. Just reflecting yeah, on your habits. Yeah. Building another habit. Yeah. And just seeing how it impacts your life. Identify what's working well and what needs improvement kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he also talks about making habits satisfying, rewarding yourself for sticking in your habits, even if it's just small celebrations you know, or acknowledgement of your process. You know, so that's, you know. It could just be patting yourself on the back like they do when you're in elementary school. Like you do something good, like, oh, pat yourself on the back. And you're like that. That's just yeah. making it you know, satisfying, making it a little reward, like reward yourself. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some say a lot of people talk negative on themselves a lot of what they don't do, or what they're not doing. Even myself, like I'm like, oh, man, I'm not eating well. Like, what is wrong with me? No, just be like, OK, I ate pretty good yesterday. I did overeat the good food, but I ate good food. So like, that's a, like yeah. you did good. You didn't eat cookie crumble yesterday. You didn't eat a donut. Like, you know, keep it up, you know, to keep doing the good stuff. So like reward yourself somehow, you know, like if you're eating healthy, like you even said, like, or we've said earlier, if you eat one cookie a month or one time, that's not a habit. Maybe if you do it once a month, it's a, a monthly habit, but yeah, you know, it could be, but it's not a regularly daily habit. Like what you, that's what you don't want. So you can reward yourself with one little thing just make sure that it don't become a new habit and be aware of your habits and be aware of trying not to make it a new habit. So, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta reward yourself because we, yeah. us, us humans, we, we love rewards, you know, that's just built into our DNA. Yeah. I think too, that that's kind of a hard part too, with, um, with working out. It's like, you know, you don't go to the gym and for an hour you work out and then you come out with a six pack. There's a, a delay yeah. in, in that. So to reward yourself in other ways, it might be beneficial in the beginning because, you know, you might have to work out for a month or six months in order for you to start seeing the price. Ah, six months, that's a little bit much, but I think you work out for three months, you're going to make some serious changes in your, you know, visual physique. Um, but yeah, that delayed gratification could be a bitch for some things. Um, you know what he said? No, go ahead. He said something about say, the reward. Go something ahead. else that you said, uh, got me thinking about my son stevie is uh you know how he talks you know I'm, he's six years old so i'm trying to instill good habits in him but yesterday like we were playing like a memorization memorization game where you just flip over the cards you're trying to match the two cards and you know when i was winning he'd be like man i am so bad at this game and i you know i, I have to check him in like stevie check his ass 
be careful with how you're talking to yourself because how you talk to yourself, whether it's good or bad, sooner or later, you are going to start to believe in those things. Mm -hmm. If you say that I suck and I'll never totally. be good at this, like you're probably not going to be good at it. But if you're just tell yourself like I am, this is challenging right now, but I know I'm going to get better with practice. Yes. Switch up your mindset like that. And he's young and no one, when I was young, no one ever taught me these things. So I'm trying to take what I know, put it in him. So hopefully when he gets older, you know, these things, I'm kind of planting the seeds now. So they'll blossom when he gets older. Like, you know, my dad always told me to do this. It's better to, you know, do the hard work and get the shit done. You know, whatever the thing is, talk, talk good about yourself. You know, if you talk bad about yourself, really nothing comes good about that. Like, Talking bad about yourself puts you, you know, in a bad mood. You get get depressed. You could get in a funk. But if you learn how to just to talk to yourself in a positive way, like that small change, and it's it's simple, but it's not easy. That small change could, you know, I think help you dramatically in your life. Yeah, it's so important how you talk to yourself. That's yeah, you know, that even goes with your habits and stuff too. Like just how you talk to yourself. It's just so important. Because it's the internal dialogue and you're like you, and it says that and thing too, like, okay, let's, your habits are kind of like your identity too. Let's uh, bring that up. Yeah. He says like your identity is what you are. So if you say like, I'm a smoker, then you're a smoker, you know, um, just focusing. Like if you just say like something like, oh, I'm not, I'm trying to quit smoking. Like we're saying like, oh, I'm so bad at doing this or whatever. You're going to yeah. be bad at doing this because that's your identity. And so yeah. identity habits are very important, you know, as well. So yeah, I think some of those identity habits too, it's like we we almost just take for granted like it's just the way I am. Yeah. It's an aspect of myself that I can't change because it's just the way I am. But I'm gonna call bullshit on that. You're like, you <laughs> know, you know, you could just say, like, oh, you know, I I work a stressful job, so you know. I, you know, I can't control my anger. I snap a lot just because of this high level of stress. But, you know, I think that's an excuse that we give to ourselves so we don't have to do the work in order to change. It's so much easier to, you know, point the finger. I'm this way because of this. I drink too much because, you know, this person over here stresses me out. My partner in life, you know, she doesn't understand me or whatever. So, you know, I like to drink because of that. And it's very easy just to point the finger, you know, yeah. I feel like, you know, I've done that so many times, but, you know, that was a big uh, part in me being able to change certain amount of my habits is just taking full responsibility for my mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? Stop pointing the finger like, oh, I'm this way because of my sister or I'm this way because of my dad. He drank so much. And, you know, now I'm a drinker. My dad always used to drink. So now I'm an alcoholic, too. Like I was in the family. Yeah, I could have easily exactly its way. Yeah, I could have easily let that be my excuse to not change. Like yeah. you know, I can change. My dad was an alcoholic. That's why I'm an alcoholic. It's in it's in my genes now. And then like, it just goes down lines like your dad's an alcoholic. And that's exactly what's way. And he tells you that. Well, I drink because that's exactly and then the next thing you know, your son's doing it. Because this is exactly what's yeah. way. And I I was thinking about that recently too, like the, the gulag way. And I was thinking about writing it down. What is the gulag way? It's leadership, it's inspiring, it's motivating people, it's doing the right things. It's yeah. not, that's the gulag way now. Like people always yeah. say like, this is me. This is who we are. This is how our family is. There's a thing called reinventing yourself. People have done it. Yeah. Like they say the most powerful people reinvent themselves for the situation, for the time era. And I've reinvented myself. I used to be called, my nickname or my Instagram name was 
your bad influence. It was your bad influence. And that was my identity. So I'm going to influence you badly because I got that name because I had a couple of friends, their moms were like, oh, Aaron's a bad influence. Even though I thought it was them that were the bad influence, not me. But, uh, you know, like, oh, he's going to, I'm like, here, let's drink. Let's go have fun. Let's go party. And that was my thing. Like, I'm bad, your bad influence. And then one day I wanted to live a healthy lifestyle. I didn't, I wanted to change my identity. And I literally said that about in 2016 when I was with my nieces. That's part of my story. I was like, hey, I want um, for this love that my nieces are giving me, I don't want to be known as the, the uncle that just drinks and parties until he dies, you know? I want to live a life of leadership, of motivation, of legacy, of respect, and, you know, have some powerful, like, this is what a man should do, I think. So I changed my identity. And then I changed, started slowly fixing my habits along the way and continuously working on them. But it all started with the decision to change your identity. You don't have to live this legacy of, you know, even if it's the gulag way was to be a fuck up or the gulag way was to be an alcoholic or smoker or lazy or just poor. No, that's not like not for my lineage, not for my lifestyle anymore. This is what the new gulag way is. And this is the changing your identity. And now the identity is, hey, we're going to work hard. We're going to do the right things. We're going to treat people well. We're going to have a good attitude. We're going to lead, you know, and that's the gulag way. You know, that's the the identity. And you, you do what you identity identify as. If you think yeah. I'm just a lazy fuck and I just don't do anything, then that's what you're going to be. You're going to be a lazy fuck that doesn't do anything. But then if you're like, hey, I'm health conscious and I'm active, that's my identity. I'm an active person. I'm an active. I have active friends. I have an active community. You're going to be active because you are going to live by your identity. So that's a yeah. huge fucking thing, too. Like if you want your habits to change, change your identity, reinvent yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's healthy to and I, it might even be necessary for you to reinvent yourself from time to time, because even if you develop good habits, you know, over time, you're going to become stagnant in some sort of area in your life where you need to make an adjustment in order to keep growing and progressing. It's like what you're doing today may benefit you for a year, two years, five years, 10 years. But maybe after 10 years, you know, you're like, you're ripped, you're shredded, you've done all that. And you need to do something else in order to keep on growing as a human being. And I think part of that, um, Part of it is growing helps you feel like a sense of fulfillment because I know like the days yeah, that I wake up early and I go to the gym or well, I don't go to the gym, but when I work out, that's my new thing is waking up, working out in the morning. The days that I do that, I feel so damn good about myself. Like I know I started the day off. I did something good that I I need to do anyways. And I got it out of the way early. It's just it's like a sense of pride for me, at least knowing that like I wasn't lazy, I didn't stay in bed, I didn't hit the snooze button, you know, and in, and that in itself for me is kind of rewarding because, you know, I, it kind of feeds off of itself and it's like a building momentum. Like, no, it was hard for me. I did not want to do it. So yep, exactly. when I first started like, oh, four o'clock, the alarm would go off and I would, you know, when I first started it, I would wake up closer to five and up like 4 15 so i'm trying to squeeze up into four o'clock um mm -hmm. and then it'll be small things too i'll get up like one day i got up at 4 20 did my workout did all my normal shit but then i was like five minutes late to work and i was like see if you would have just gotten up early you wouldn't have been rushing you would have been able to get all your shit done and you wouldn't have been all stressed out about it like but it all starts oh, too right. that probably starts the night before yeah but oh definitely yeah, I'm slowly but surely trying to inch my way to that fucking 4 a.m wake up call <laughs> yep prepare i need to be i need to be like uh jaco and just fucking as soon as that shit goes off i wake up i don't hit there's no snooze button you fucking just wake up 
you know what I should probably do is, because uh, I use my phone for an alarm, maybe even put my phone somewhere when the alarm goes off, I actually have to get up to shut it off. Yeah. That, you know, that might be what it takes. No, you got to set yourself up for the habits that you want. Set your mm-hmm. way so you can wake up earlier. So you get up, you know, set out your gym clothes the night before, prepare the night before the yeah. last 10 minutes. So, you know, like it's already there in the morning with your gym shoes on top of it, right where you're going to walk, you know, set something like, you know, meal prep or whatever you got to do the night before or the week before so you can eat healthy. You know, you got to set yourself up for the habits that you want. And also in that yeah. book, it talks about, you know, committing to the long-term process, as you're saying, like at first you don't want to do it, but just know that habits take time to form and you're going to struggle. Yeah. You're going to fall off and you're going to start new habits and you're going to realize that open your mind and then fix those habits again, but just mm-hmm. commit to the long-term process, commit to continuous growth. Like you're saying, like if I just have one habit of just going to the gym and my habit is like, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym and lift the 40 pound bell uh, curl bar for the next 20 years. No, you want a little bit of progress, you know, like, okay, I did yeah. some good arms. Let's do some legs, you know, just continuous. Like, Hey, I'm going to fix these little habits, the small habits first, and we're going to build up and it's going to take me a year maybe to fi- fix these little habits. But we're, as soon as we get them in a lock where I know they're totally set in stone, then I'm going to like me not drinking or you not drinking, you know, that's set in stone now, like pretty much you don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke anymore. So now let's start up the next habit and you want to continuously grow and just know that you're okay. These are habits that I just, my identity, my lifestyle now. And then next year I'm going to continue to get better. Like sometimes you don't even know five years from now, I have no clue what my habits are going to be, but I know now that I am continuously for the rest of my life going to be continually getting better and getting new habits and, you know, one day you can become old and not be able to do some things. You know, maybe you don't, you're not able to go hike anymore or something like that. Or you might not be able to run a marathon anymore. But, hey, you could set up other things like, hey, I'm going to swim every day. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to just make a lifetime um, goal or um, promise to myself that I'm always going to continue to grow and get better and do what's best for me and just get the habits that are best for me at the time and just acknowledge all that and just try not to do none of the bad shit. Yeah. I know David, David Goggins even said that. Well, cause he, he, he runs a lot and his fucking knees are shot to shit. So yeah. people ask him like, what are you going to do when you can't run anymore? And he's like, I'll fucking start swimming. I'm going to start doing yeah. something. I'm just not going to sit there and mope and be sad about it. Like I yep. will do something else and you know, I will keep progressing. Like the fact that I can't run, isn't going to stop me. And you know, I think another thing that we're talking about, about making this like a long-term goal is you have to, I think at some point to just be okay with being uncomfortable, at least for a little bit, you know, you, you know, we, yeah. we don't like to be uncomfortable 24 hours a day, but there's certain aspects where I feel like, like you do not grow. You probably heard this a million times from a million other people, but you, it's true. You don't grow in your comfort zone because there's oh. no reason. There's no stimulus pushing you to be better. Um, so it's those uncomfortable situation uh, situations and uncomfortable things that you have to do that are going to help you grow and just be okay with that. Don't, don't beat yourself up. If you fall off, like, all right, I ate bad one day. It's all good. We're getting back on tomorrow and we're going to fucking kill it and just learn how to be okay with the slow progress and the uncomfortability of it all because yeah, the growth zone and the comfort zone, there's two different zones, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, but you can be comfortable with growing, you know, like I'm comfortable. Yeah. If you, but like, yeah, you know, I was at the gym earlier this morning and I was doing leg day. And when I was lifting those weights on my legs, it wasn't 
like sleeping in my bed. That's beautiful, <laughs> comfortable. No, yeah. that was resistance. My pain, I had, I was feeling pain. Like, oh, you know, you do eight reps and it's like, yeah, it's start uh, each rep. It gets harder and harder. And then it starts getting painful. That's when, you know, the work is working, even though I wasn't, I wasn't lifting heavy. You know, it, was, it was just the, the reps start getting harder and harder. The more you do them, even though it's not heavy, but that's when you know the growth is coming. Now I know the growth is coming because it's getting more uncomfortable every time I do it. I'm at rep 15, oh, I'm 14. It's harder. Yeah. 15, oh, it's really hard. <laughs> but yeah, now I know, like, okay, now I know I did some growth right there because it was uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've even heard certain people say, like, I don't start counting until it hurts because that's yeah. when it starts to matter. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you could hit 20 reps or whatever. If you're not pushing yourself, like, you're not growing. Yep. And, um, yeah, so our last thing we'll talk about here is just, you know, find a supportive community. We're talking about habits, you know, go check out that book, atomic habits, really good pretty book. good book. Yeah. It's a really good book. I hear a lot of, it's a lot of good reviews. A lot of people are telling me about it for long periods of time, but I was just checking out the books. I finally got it. But yeah, the last thing it talks about is just find supportive community. Obviously we have the health over everything. Us whole lifers, as we all are here, we're all whole lifers. Yeah. Um, we're a community. We're a community of people that put health in the forefront. You know, Stephen and I, we do it and we're, you know, continuously growing. We're not the best. We're not perfect. You know, we're so many yeah. other people. And I, you know, I aspire to be like a lot of people I see because I see so many people online that in the health community, the health of everything lifestyle that don't even know about us, you know, but uh, yeah, they're out there. They're just doing it anyways. It. They're just out there killing it and just doing so good. You know, they have six packs. They have some beautiful physiques. They're always working. They're hiking. They're running marathons way faster than I ran a marathon. There's so many people that inspire me, you know, like, and just out there. So, you know, getting in that community and just kind of like getting away also from the bad community. Like I used to be in a people that used to do drugs and, you know, have bad attitudes and, you know, that I just moved far as away as possible as that, because finding a supportive community, you know, when you first mm -hmm. leave that bad community, you go to the new community, it's going to be maybe lonely because you don't know anybody, you know, but, you know, just start doing the right things for you, getting these right habits start building these beautiful habits and great habits that are good for you, your family and everyone else in it. And eventually you're going to find like-minded people. You're going to start seeing, yeah. you know, you're going to reach out and you're going to start talking to people, you know, you become a whole lifer and then they become a whole lifer as well. Or maybe you'll just find somebody else that's out there. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to find supportive communities that are doing the same habits that you are, are doing them even better because yeah. for example, I ran a marathon in five hours and 50 minutes. And I had everyone's congratulating me, people that never ran a marathon ever in their life, congratulating me. Well, the one guy that has run a marathon and he did it under four minutes, four hours, he's like, you need to train harder. You need to do a little bit better. And I'm like, you know, this, you know, it might seem like kind of like, oh, is that an asshole move? But no, like that's somebody in the community that knows I yeah. can do better. That's not really talking shit. Just saying like, hey, if you do you a little bit, bit more training, because he asked me at first, how much did you train? Did you train good enough? And I was like, no, not really. And he's like, well, you got to train a little bit harder. There's a process, you know, like a whole training program that you could go and you could actually run a faster marathon next time because he knows that's my goal. He knows that's my habits, yeah. you know, and, I'm, I'm, and he's trying to instill better habits in me. And like, I appreciate that. But, you know, that that community out there, where it's not like they're assholes. They're just, they want the best for you because they're doing good. And I'm sure there's somebody that he knows that's better than him that's pushing him as well. So, you know, that's one great way to fix your habits is just finding a supportive community and getting away from the bad community that you are were in that has no good habits. Yeah, I could see that being really a really good thing to do because, you know, other people may do things a different way that you don't either. And if you're in a community, you're going to be exposed to different ideas, be exposed to people doing things different ways that might benefit you in some way. You're like, oh, this guy 
I noticed he wears a certain type of shoes every time he runs, and I'm over here running in chucks. Like, maybe there's something yep. to this. And you start getting these ideas. And then once you start building a friendship with these people, you kind of start, you know, pushing yourself. Like, if I, you know, if I'm hanging around a group of people every day, they wake up at four, they don't hit the snooze button, they put on their shoes and they go for a run. And I'm the only one not doing it. It's like, uh, why am I not doing it? Like, all these other guys are like, it <laughs> motivates me to want to be, you know, part of the pack and part yeah. of the group. It's almost like the line thing. You don't want to be the one that that that, that doesn't do it, right? Yeah. You don't want to be the one that's like, oh no, I'm not gonna run. I don't need to. Like, no, no. You. That's funny too, because I bought the same shoes as that guy. I'm like, I was like, what kind of shoes? I know he runs and he runs good. What kind of shoes he? Because you start picking up the habits of the community yeah, you're in. You start noticing different things. <laughs> I'm buying those shoes because they must be good because he's doing good. Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so it would help. Uh, you know, being a part of a community too. You know. I don't really feel like this. I do like my alone time, but yeah, me too. I think feeling I like time. you're not alone is good too. Every once in a while, feeling like you're yeah. part of something bigger than yourself and, you know, being part of a group that you're surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. You know, I think it's just a win-win scenario. You guys are going to feed off of each other. You guys are going to push each other to be better. Like kind of like yes, you sir. were saying, like it could have sounded like uh, from a certain perspective, it could sound like the guy who's being an asshole, like, oh, well, you only did it in six hours. Like, you could do better, bro. Like, <laughs> I could see how it sounds like he's being an asshole. But at the same time, it's like, no, he wants you to be the best version of yourself. He's not going to let you settle when he knows that you can be slide harder and you could be better. Like, and that's the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. Um, I think my sister is very much like that. But I, I think she has a bad way of deli uh, delivering the message. She's kind of. Yeah. Or tough love about it. So definitely got the message about delivery. Yeah, the message is good, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, guys, I, I wish best for you and I hope you're like learn some shit on this book. Even if you don't read the book, hopefully you got something from this podcast where you can learn yeah. and fix your habits and get better habits because habits are who we are. Like you are what your habits are. That's it. That's what it all results down to. So I hope you guys got something. And if you did, like and subscribe. You know, if you're on YouTube or Spotify or X or wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, subscribe, share it with somebody, get the information out there. And also you want to subscribe. So it pops up on your feed again. So you know, when the next episodes are out um, and you get to continue to watch and supporting, we appreciate you. And I appreciate it that you're listening. And you know, that's pretty much it for episode 25 here. Yeah. Yeah. And if there was anything that you did learn or anything that you did like, drop it in the comments. I, I'd like to see, you know, what, yes. you know, certain things we talked about benefited certain people. Um, yeah. All right, guys, make sure you keep uh, living that whole life. So out. Peace.